On today's episode of the Cyber 24 podcast presented by Valcom, a little more of our discussion on cyber frameworks and certifications. In particular, let's take a deep dive on the popular SOC 2. SOC to me, baby. More coming up right now on the Cyber 24 podcast presented by Valcom. All right, welcome in to another episode of the Cyber 24 podcast presented by Valcom. And by the way, welcome everyone to season five, and they said it would never last. This is our first episode of our fifth season. Very excited about the ongoing uh, partnership with Valcom on this and uh, couldn't be happier with uh, all the support we get from them. Uh, hope that those of you who listen to this will uh, make sure Valcom is your preferred provider. Go find out uh, all the things Valcom can do for you. We're so grateful to have their support as we jump in, uh, as I said, to season five. That's pretty good. This is episode 86. We're, we're inching toward, we'll have to do something big for episode 100 when we get there. Hey, instead of a big panel today, we have one special guest who has been a member. Uh, well, I think at this point, officially time to bestow friend of the pod status on Greg Johnson, who is the CEO oh, thank you. of WebCheck. Yeah. We need to get t-shirts. We've been saying this for a couple of years. We need to get t-shirts for friend of the pod <laughs> status. It's a very big thing to accomplish. Uh, Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Boy, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to be an official friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. It's a big deal. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Greg, Greg, the CEO of uh, WebCheck, long career in uh, cybersecurity and, uh, and IT, worked going all the way back to like the WordPerfect Novell days. Uh, a lot of people kind of seem to have that in their history. I like the way you have it on, on your bio and the way you describe it, that your career in this stuff started all the way back in the 64K, five and a quarter inch floppy drives. I think for people who live that, they can, <laughs> they can see exactly what you're talking about and know exactly the moment in time. Uh, so we're grateful that you'd uh, come on and help us understand a little bit more about uh, cyber frameworks. So uh, appreciate you being here. Oh, pleasure, Marty. 360K on those old five and a quarter inch floppies, which is about uh, a fraction of a few pieces of text in a document as we know it today. Yeah, amazing stuff. <laughs> amazing stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, so in a previous episode, Greg, when you joined us, we talked uh, very generally about cyber frameworks. Today, we'll take a little bit deeper of a dive. Uh, and I, I, want, I think our audience would be particularly interested in uh, SOC2, S-O-C-2, uh, for those who are you know listening and need the visual connection to what that means. I, I've heard a lot about this. Um, and just in general terms, to make sure we all start at the same point, what are we talking about? What, let's, let's get the nice foundational piece of this established. You, you bet, Marty. In, in the cyber world, companies that have SaaS products, companies that um, provide any kind of service, they're often asked by their clients, their partners, are you SOC 2 certified? And, and so it's become a, a real common thing. It's been around for a long time. It used to be known as SAS 70. I don't know if you've ever heard of that term, Marty, but that, that was thrown around for many years. And then I believe back in 2011, that was changed to SOC, Service Organizational Controls. And, and so essentially, it, it's, it's a framework and a certification that's managed by the AICPA, the American Institute of your your friendly CPAs, certified professional accountants, in order to um, certify that, yes, the, the confidentiality, the security, uh, the availability, uh, the, 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 the privacy, and the integrity of, of the, the data and the systems, that, that it's good, that you can trust these people, they're adhering to a certain standard. So, 
So that's really what SOC 2 is uh, all about, uh, kind of in a nutshell. Sort of a way to be able to trust that everything's up to snuff. It meets the right standards. That makes uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, for people who are maybe uh, uh, joining us in the middle of, uh, you know, now here at eight, episode 86 or for business leaders and others who uh, maybe are, are unfamiliar, you used another term there that I think would be good for you to just kind of make sure everyone understands. Um, S-A-A-S, SAS, um, or SAS, or how, I, I can't remember how you pronounce it just now, but in my head it hit as SAS. <laughs> Um, just make sure everyone understands what you mean by that as well. So SAS 70 essentially was replaced by the, the, the SOC standard. Um, SAS 70 stood for statement on auditing standards, hence SAS. And, and it was, uh, for service organizations like SOC is. Um, but again, as needs, uh, evolved and things evolved, they chose to call it SOC for service organization controls. And, and later on in the broadcast, Marty, if we have time, we can talk about SOC 1 as well. But SOC 2, it's so popular, it's so ubiquitous that, that I thought it might be good to do a, a deep dive into that today. Yeah, that uh, makes a lot of sense to me. So, and I think we'll hopefully have some time to do just that. So, um, when I went to the, you sent me this link that you wanted me to take a look at, and that's salesforce.com. I think it's a, something that most people who are listening to the podcast will either be familiar with or can hit pause for a second and, and surf over to it and take a look. I, I see that they have about 28 different certifications. That seems like a, a, a good place to start since everyone knows or, or can know pretty quickly and get up to speed on, on Salesforce. Why do they need these certs and in particular SOC 2? What's the advantage there? Well, and I thought that would be a good place to start because, as you mentioned, everybody knows who Salesforce is. Uh, half the world uses it. I use it to track uh, my opportunities and my clients, and, and many uh, distributed organizations uh, use it as well. So what's happening is Salesforce is getting asked by their clients, hey, are you HIPAA compliant? And as you can see on that page, well, yeah, they've, they've got a HIPAA compliance. Most people on this call or this podcast know what HIPAA is. And then it regulates our, our health information, the privacy and the security of it also. And, and SOC 2 is one of those. So if you scroll down on that, on that list where it shows all of Salesforce certifications, you'll notice that there's the little AICPA seal and then SOC 2. And, and then uh, there are trust principles. We'll get into this a little bit, but you can see that uh, Salesforce has uh, um, done a report that covers all of those principles, meaning um, they have, uh, they certify that, uh, the third party entity has certified. It's got to be a CPA firm, in other words, uh, and, and not just a, a tax accountant. It has to be a, a firm that's certified to do cyber uh, audits for the, the AI CPA. Anyway, so you can see that Salesforce is certified, uh, as SOC 2, Type 2, and they've covered all the principles in that particular certification. And the reason that's so important, Marty, is SOC 2 says to um, the users, the clients of Salesforce that are buying the service, that we, we've covered certain principles on security, um, availability of our systems. Um, in other words, when you log in, you type salesforce.com, you want to know it's there, right? Uh, the integrity of the data processing, the confidentiality and the privacy, we can delve into that a little bit more, but essentially that's what SOC 2 is. And it's, it's become so popular for SaaS companies, service organizations. Another example would be uh, payroll companies. A lot of payroll companies 
have to do SOC 2 if they're providing uh, portals. Um, I don't know, Marty, if you've ever worked for a company where like Stratus is one, uh, New Ways is one, um, some of the big ones out there, ADA, you, you go into those portals and you can retrieve uh, privacy data, your, your W-2s and your W-4s, and uh, you can see your paychecks. And so uh, SOC 2 just says that, hey, that information is going to be secure, confidential. Um, we're, we're covering all those bases. That's why it's become so popular and, and so important, particularly in the U.S. All right, let's take a quick break. Back with more on the Cyber 24 podcast presented by Valcom right after this. Don't you wish your kid's soccer team could have 12 goalies instead of one? Blocking malware, exploits, and ransomware is just like blocking a soccer ball. Sophos' Intercept X employs a comprehensive, defense-in-depth approach to endpoint protection rather than simply relying on one primary security technique. It's 12 goalies instead of one. Ranked number one in malware protection, exploit protection, security effectiveness, and total cost of ownership. Valcom and Intercept X will protect your most vital information. So get some more goalies. Visit vlcmtech.com slash intercept dash X. That's vlcmtech.com slash intercept dash X. Aren't you glad there isn't training for the fish to teach them how to avoid your hook and bait? Informational phishing is big business for hackers, and they love that your end users don't know how to identify it. Attacks have shown record growth in recent years, and a solid security awareness program is an integral part of any defense in-depth strategy. Lucky for you, Sophos has created a phishing attack simulation and training for your end users. Sophos Fish Threat educates and tests your end users through automated attack simulations, quality security awareness training, and actionable reporting metrics. So train your users how to avoid a hacker's hook and bait. Go to vlcmtech.com slash fish. That's vlcmtech.com slash phish. Welcome back to the Cyber 24 podcast presented by Valcom. Marty Carpenter joined today by Greg Johnson, the CEO of WebCheck. We're talking about SOC 2, and we were just about to dive into it before we went into the break. So let's do it. Let's dive into it right now. What are some of the elements of SOC 2, Greg, and, and in particular, like who runs it and what is applicable in the standard of every organization? Well, that's, those are great questions, Marty. So SOC 2... Again, I've mentioned AICPA or the American Institute for Certified Public Accountants, a very well-known organization. If you're a CPA in this country, you probably belong to that national organization as well as uh, your local chapter, the Utah uh, Association of CPAs, et cetera. Well, they, they run it, they manage the standard, they certify or the organizations that are delivering uh, the SOC 2 audits. So, so that you know that when you hire um, a SOC 2 auditor, that you're getting quality. Um, I partner with an organization called ARC360 that does them. There are also uh, a number of them locally that some of these listeners uh, here in Utah at least would recognize, like uh, Cadence, uh, Tanner, uh, to name a few, um, both uh, great uh, organizations. So the AICPA manages the standard with which they deliver those services. 
Um, so SOC 2, what are the elements of it? That's a great question too. And they're not applicable to everyone. Salesforce, back to this great example, they cover all the principles. So there are five general trust principles. There's general security, and that's kind of a done no-brainer. If you're going to get a SOC 2, you're going to have them look at things like um, your uh, access control and two-factor authentication and network firewalls and um, intrusion detection and encryption where applicable. All of these things that are um, IT security type elements. But then you've got other elements such as uh, the availability of the system. Um, when you try to log into Salesforce, does it pop up and say, hi, Marty, here's your account and here's all your information. Um, when you hit submit or save, does it properly process that information? Another good example, Marty, is QuickBooks. Uh, everybody knows what QuickBooks is. Great accounting software. So many businesses run their business on QuickBooks. So that uh, availability and processing integrity, particularly with QuickBooks, is, is very, very important. Confidentiality and privacy. So if you're processing data uh, for other companies, they want to know that, that all of that data is kept confidential in kind of a B2B context. So confidentiality covers that. If you are Experian or Equifax or other organizations and you're taking, uh, HR organizations are a good example, you're taking privacy data directly from Marty Carpenter, you, you better assure him that that data is going to be, uh, that you have the appropriate privacy policies and um, policies that are going to cover the integrity of, of, of the privacy of that data. And, and so that principle would apply in that context. If, if you are, uh, let's say you're a managed IT services firm and uh, you're not providing any of those services other than you're connecting to a firewall every once in a while, somebody manages uh, the campaign that you're running at the moment, um, then maybe just the security principle would apply. And so what I tell organizations as they come to me and say, hey, Greg, consult with us a little bit about SOC 2. What do we need? I'll tell them, well, let's talk about what you do. Let's talk about what your clients are asking for. And, and then if you want all of the principles covered in the SOC 2 certification, it's going to be pretty expensive. Do you need them? Or is it just security and confidentiality for your B2B clients? So anyway, maybe that's a little bit too much information, but those are some of the elements of uh, of SOC 2 and, uh, and and why they exist. So what then is SOC 1 and how is it different? Is it just a, a better version, a more stringent set of uh, certifications, or is it just a sequel that's not as good as the first? <laughs> well, you, you know, there I won't say they're the same thing, but let's think of it this way. Uh, SOC 1 is really specifically for organizations that cover um, – the internal controls, they touch those internal controls over financial reporting for other organizations. So back to the QuickBooks example, if you're using QuickBooks, they have access to the information that's on your general ledger, right? Hence, um, SOC 1 is the appropriate um, service organization control for you. And, and many of the same common security criteria would apply uh, but it's very much focused for on those um, service organizations. Um, SOC, it doesn't cover, for example, uh, it only covers the controls surrounding the financial uh, data and reporting, 
uh, but not necessarily the availability, integrity, confidentiality, and privacy, if that makes sense. Uh, so uh, here's, here's another example, the managed service provider that I just mentioned, uh, that I'm touching uh, the Marty Carpenter firewalls and managing probably be appropriate to certify that I'm secure, uh, but probably not SOC 1 because I'm not, I'm not managing your QuickBooks, I'm not managing your data, um, that your financial data. Um, so that, that hopefully that makes sense, Marty. SOC 1 financial, SOC 2 everything else. All right, that does make sense. So what are the drivers then, uh, the financial one, you know, for every business, yeah, I see the driver there on SOC 1, SOC 2 everything else. What are the drivers for an organization to get SOC 2 or any other certification or any other cert or audit here? What are their drivers? What's their motivation and, for? And great, great question. And, you know, there, there are two drivers, really. There, one is um, <laughs> your clients. Um, organizations typically don't do this until they realize, oh, gee, we just landed a big contract. And in the contract, the client says, within one year, you will be SOC 2 compliant or ISO compliant or whatever the case may be. So, so the first answer and foremost is it's very client-driven. The clients are asking for it. Hey, show us your SOC 2 report. Uh, we don't have one. Oh, can you get one within the, the next six months? Yeah, we will. Um, so that's, that's where that comes from. The other one is business enablement, Marty. It, it, you realize that, hey, we've got this service. It's a SaaS service or it's an IT service or it's a specialty technology service. And we want to fly a flag that says, hey, we're we follow uh, privacy laws, confidentiality laws, and we're secure uh, and our service is available uh, and it has integrity. So, so really those are the two biggest drivers is first and foremost clients and, and second uh, business enablement. Yeah. So back to the original uh, Salesforce URL that we looked at, looks like they have every cert on the planet essentially. And I'm just going <laughs> to read one off and, and you tell me what it is and why a company would care about that. Um, maybe we'll have a little fun with this. Just just rip off a couple of these. So um, include the, there's the external security assessment. Um, and that will lead to, I guess, some discussion on penetration testing from that as well. But, but what is that? Yeah, so um, external security assessments in this case, uh, Salesforce are referring to those as pen tests or penetration testing. And that, that's where you have ethical hackers uh, guys that have the skills of a hacker, uh, but they have benevolent intent and, uh, they're trying to find all the loopholes, uh, in Salesforce software or any company, uh, to document it, make them better. That, that's basically what that would be is a third party hacking in with benevolent intent, lots of experience, uh, certifications, and, and they're trying to find those, those, uh, vulnerabilities. Yeah. So what would you say to technology or data service, SaaS hosting or other integration companies that want to certify their services as, as being secure or making sure that they're private or on, that they're sound? What would, what would you tell them? Well, that's, that's a great question. And first of all, I would always want to sit down and, and, and chat with them about what market segment or segments they're in, because that could mean several uh, different types of either assessments or certifications. So for example, Marty, the, the big HIPAA, you know, elephant in the room, if you're healthcare, obviously you have to demonstrate every year that you've done uh, a HIPAA assessment. But aside from that, SOC 2 is always, it goes across so many verticals. Um, it, it, it's a great way to say, hey, we've, 
we've we've met some minimum standards. And and personally, um, I don't think SOC two is a great framework. It's more of a certification. Um, I, I think that if an organization is really serious about cybersecurity, they they may want to look more into the CIS twenty. Uh, NIST and ISO 27001 frameworks, um, but uh, but SOC 2 is so ubiquitous and so well known uh, that that it's a it's a great business enabler for those organizations that want to hoist a flag and say hey uh, we're we're secure. So it, it's not a bad place to start. And and Marty, as far as audits go, um, you know whether you're coming to Arc 360, whether you're going to Tanner. Uh, whether you're going to Align, which is an employer I worked for, great uh, service organization, um, they're expensive. Audits are expensive, but the SOC 2 audit, um, not so much uh, as the others. Uh, you know, so it's a great place to start and kind of get your feet wet in terms of certifications and kind of climbing up that cybersecurity ramp, if that makes sense. Yeah, and as I like to say, that might be true that they're expensive services, but compare that to actually having a cybersecurity incident or even in this case, lost <laughs> revenue potentially because you don't meet the standards, a whole lot of things that can go wrong. Yeah, uh, some things, sometimes car insurance is expensive, but when you get your, if you have a car accident, you're really glad you have it, right? So um, expense is Great one thing, analogy. but there's always a balance Absolutely. out to it. Uh, look, that, there's so, that is absolutely true. Yeah. So much to dive in on, on this topic. I, I hope you'll come back and, and, uh, talk to us a little bit more about, uh, uh, penetration testing is one area I think we can dive into in the future as well, but, uh, there's a whole lot more here and we're just barely scratching the surface. So now that you've uh, attained friend of the pod status, I hope you'll, uh, come back and, and be with us again and, uh, walk us through more of this stuff in great detail. Well, as always, uh, it would be an honor and happy to do so. All right. Friend of the pod, Greg Johnson, CEO of WebCheck. Uh, you can find them on the web at webcheckSecurity.com. I got that right. All right. WebCheckSecurity.com. All right. Greg, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. This season of Cyber 24 is presented by our friends at Valcom. Valcom is a Utah-based IT solutions and service provider with the drive for getting IT right. From ironclad security to computing and beyond, Valcom's 35 plus years means they have experience and expertise to help your business from desktop to the data center. At Valcom, you get much more than just a dedicated IT retailer. They actually become an extension of your IT team. Whether you're a startup or an enterprise, Valcom has the technical sales and engineering expertise to make your business more effective and productive. Check them out, vlcmtech.com, to learn more about Valcom's end-to-end -end solutions, the technology vendors they partner with, and so much more. That's vlcmtech.com.